Welcome to the Veterans Transition Support Reconnaissance Show with your host, J.P. Savantis and Nate. Yeah. Join us now. Take it away, J.P. All right, everyone, welcome to the Veterans Transition Support Reconnaissance Show. I am your host, J.P. Cervantes, and my brother from another mother, Nate, is in the other side. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing great, brother. Oh, my God. It's been it's been a long week, Nate. Has it been a long week? And weekend. And, and weekend. the week is only ha- halfway there, you know. Or Wednesday, but, yep. Yeah, but I'm retired, you know. To me, every day of the week is just another day. It is, isn't it? You know, the best part about this retirement is when people are like, oh, it's a long weekend coming up. You're like, what? It is? I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, hey, guys, for the people that don't know us, uh, I am JP Cervantes. A little bit about me. I am a retired CW3 uh, from the U.S. Army Special Forces. I uh, spent 17 years in service before retirement. and I had a blast, I can tell you. I was in the infantry first, then I went to Special Forces and did most of my career in Special Forces. Uh, so had a had an amazing career, a great time in the military, but uh, like everyone, you know, transitioning is not easy. And I'm not talking about, you know, the, your PTSD. I'm not talking about n- none of stuff like that. I'm talking about just getting used to being a civilian. You know, and Nate, hey, can you, can, can you tell everyone a little bit about you uh, and what your background is? Uh, okay, so you, um, I was Canadian Forces for 13-ish years, and I was a PPCLI, Princess Patricia Canadian Line Infantry, which is uh, a really kick-ass unit out in Canada. We were known as the Cowboys of uh, of the of the Canadian Forces, and I was there for, ooh, like I said, just over 13 years, medically retired, not by choice, but by uh, the powers that be, you know, the ones that had the x-rays and stuff. Uh, what a fantastic time I had as well, JP. Lots of fun stuff. Got to work with some great troops, some great people. And uh, yeah, I miss it. Honestly, dude, I miss it. I get a little uh, choked up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Nate, uh, oh, they used to wear all those pretty uniforms, riding horses and stuff like that in Canada. Did you get to do that? That would be like the armored guys, the cavalry units. We were an infantry unit. So um, the only... The only leather hide that I got to ride was uh, the leather boots. And uh, I did have my own horse. She was nice, though. Painted mare. Oh. <laughs> hey, we're, we're not talking about your past relationships, okay? We're oh, talking buddy. about Oh, work. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I got a little confused there. You know, you were talking about ribbons and getting them all gussied up, right? And heavy, heavy, heavy ones. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, for uh, for everyone, uh, so we decided to start the podcast. And the way it started, it was it was really funny. Uh, well, not that funny, but interesting. Uh, Nate has been thinking about doing, and Nate has been working with veterans for a while. You know, he 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 got a foundation. He tries to help people, and uh, and he's been thinking about doing a podcast. And he was just kind of like in between. And then uh, I was thinking about the same, but I just don't have any of the technical ex- expertise. Even in my question and answer Wednesdays on my Instagram, uh, <laughs> people kept asking me. About that, they're like, "Hey, why you don't do a podcast?" And I go like, "Cause I just don't have the time or the technical expertise to do it." Uh, anyways, Nate, we were at the tactical games. Uh, that that was the one in Atlanta, right? Yes, it was. It was Atlanta. Yes. And for you guys that don't know it, the tactical games www 
thetacticalgames.com and go and check out the calendar for the next event. Anyways, so uh, there you go, Tim. That will cost you nothing. Uh, this, this time. <laughs> this time's for free. <laughs> this time for free, Tim. Uh, anyways, uh, we're just sitting there and I was talking about my ideas about, about uh, people transitioning and you were talking about yours and then uh, we just started joking, right, with one of your microphones and a camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the jokes came up like we were like, man, you know, it, it, we're tired of losing guys. And and because uh, there's a group of us there in the team house and we're just kind of shooting a shooting a conversation. And we go, you know, tired of our friends uh, pulling pin when they don't need to. And, you know, and then you're like, yeah, you know, you know, you're, you're transitioning and you're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm so down. I'm going to kill myself. And I'm like. And then you're like, well, no, I, I can't today because I got a birthday party to go to or I can't tomorrow because I promised I'd help buddy move like those things that get in the way of of pulling pin. Right. And we just kind of laughed about yep. that. And that kind of translated into shit. We should talk about this stuff. And then you and I realized that we actually have the same retirement date. Ah, uh, that is that was funny as hell. You're like, hey, that's my retirement date. No, that's mine. Yeah, we fought over <laughs> it. So we both retired the same day, the same year. Uh, from our uh, respective forces. And and like you said, it was kind of like, boom, God put us in that room to uh, either punch each other out or uh, come up with a show. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the beauty about being in that room, it was that we were surrounded by other veterans. And when we were talking about it, they, they all got excited. They're like, you need to do that. This is this is amazing. This idea is amazing. You need to do it. Uh, because and then we we got into the conversation of different you know foundations and different organizations are out there which ones work which one don't work you know because there's a lot but not all of them actually help yes uh, and we just started talking about it and then right there in that room we even picked up sponsors uptown out of glass because <laughs> uh, we were joking about uptown out of glass uh, we were doing a live video for the ones that don't know what I'm talking about on on Instagram and we were like. This this is sponsored by Uptown Autoglass. For for what, Nate? Say it again. Uptown Autoglass for what? For all your glass needs. There you go. Anyways, uh, and and he goes like, hey, uh, and that's Javier Vizcarondo. And he said, hey, uh, guys, if, if you guys do the show, count me in as uh, one of your sponsors. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, that, that's pretty amazing. We, we haven't even started and we're picking up sponsors. This is, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it, it's, it's super humbling, you know, and, and the sponsor's there to help, you know, offset the cost and help get the message to everybody. And, and just to clarify, like JP said, this is not just for veterans. This is, this is a show for anybody that has some sort of mental health issues or just anybody in general that wants to, you know, listen to two jackasses talking about certain things and, and find out some new and information, informative information. Sorry. I'm, slurring because uh i'm so excited to be here the um <laughs> uh yeah so with, with with that keep going jp you got this all right so so i'll tell you uh, a little bit and then we'll talk we'll start talking about different organizations and, and and benefits and stuff like that but i'll tell you for me when i when i first got out uh i was having i was having a hard time uh, I think that that the real reason I was having a hard time, it was not even because I was out of the army or not longer in uniform. It was because of my teammates uh, in, in special forces. We we're a family and, and you know, we we deploy together uh, our kids, birthday parties together, you know, weddings, divorces. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Third, fourth divorce. <laughs> 
a lot of divorces. All the and, divorces. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> so, so anyways, I mean, we're a family. Luck, lucky for me, uh, a lot of my friends still in touch with me. We we hang out every time we can. Uh, when they come into town, uh, you know, there's a little bar here called Charlie Mice, which a lot of people call the Green Beret Club. And uh, when when they come into town, you know, they're like, AJP, hey, I'm in town. Let's go and have a drink. Uh I learned my lesson the hard way. The one time I said, you know what? I'm, I'm lazy today. I don't feel like going out. That person I never saw again. And that was like my slight, last chance to see my friend. Uh, so now when people call me, tell me they're in town, I don't care if I'm sick. I don't care if, if, if I'm tired. I just got back from the gym or from a, from a trip or whatever. I'm going to get my ass up and I'm going to go and have a drink with them. Yeah. And, and to, um, to echo what you're saying right there is it, that's, it's kind of a key point uh that draws to this show is because charlie mike explain what charlie mike stands for in the military for those that don't know oh continue mission continue the mission and that's kind of the presence of this show is to continue the mission yeah we're on the outside we're not in anymore we're not kicking in the doors the same way we're not stacking up and doing all that uh, fun stuff but we're still around and, and having lost that opportunity because you and i discussed this, we, we we both had uh similar things happen where we've missed out an opportunity to spend time with that person and then they're gone, right? And it's it's so important to embrace that opportunity. And uh, yeah, just go carry on there. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's very important. You know, as like uh, you never know when you're gonna when you're gonna see that person again. So I take that opportunity every time. And uh, anyway, so I used to get up in the morning. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to say within the first few months of uh, of retirement. Get up in the morning. Uh, I have my own company, so I was doing contract work and picking up contracts here and there. Uh, but man, I get up in the morning. Holy snap! It's daylight outside. I jump out of the bed. I'm running into the closet. I'm grabbing a uniform. I start putting a uniform on. And I'm like, I gotta go to work. And then I realize, oh snap! It's Saturday. And I'm like, what am I doing? It's Saturday. Oh shit! On top of that, I'm retired. Where the <laughs> hell am I going? <laughs> So, so, so I'm like, man, it's like you, you still, your, your mind's still going, your mind still wants to, wants to do the work. Uh, and, and it's not easy to get away from that. Uh, I tell a lot of people, you know, when they go like, Hey, what do you think? Should I take a break when I retired? Should I get back to work? Blah, blah, blah. I go like, you know what? You do what makes you happy because everybody got an idea, but that doesn't mean that that idea is going to work for every person. Uh, so I tell everybody, Hey, if, if you want to take a year of not doing anything, if your retirement and your VA, VA benefits, uh, are enough to, to cover the expenses in your household and you want to spend time with, with mama and the kids, then by all means do it. Uh, if, if you didn't get to retire and you don't have enough money to cover the expenses, then you got to get back to work. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's gotta happen. But, uh, but there's, I don't think there is a a golden rule that you can use that is going to work for everybody. Everybody's different. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's different. Yep. Like, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't go back right now to work nine to five. I just can't do it. Especially with, with people that never serve in the military. We don't have the same sense of humor. No, uh, definitely. We don't, <laughs> uh, we don't, uh, we don't have the same sense of loyalty and, and, and camaraderie that we got in the military. No, uh, so, you know, they don't care about you. They'll backstab you in a heartbeat. Uh, and then I am too direct. So if I got to tell somebody you're fucked up, I will tell them that. 
And then next thing you know, is they're crying to HR that JP made them cry in the, in, you know, in, in the lunchroom. <laughs> so like, I, I agree with you on that. And to echo it, my first job I had when I got out of the military was um, I was a sports writer and uh, selling advertising for magazines. And I didn't like the ethics and the approach of the owner of the company when we went on sales calls to he was teaching me how to make sales. Well, on that trip, my numbers without him were higher than when I had him with me. And anyways, his his tactics were very bullying and blunt. And he, he, I just didn't like him, right? And I, I said, you know what? This job's not really for me. I, I'm I'm going to quit. And he's like, you can't quit. And I looked at him and I was like, for a second, I was like, no, you're right. I can't quit. And then I realized, oh, I'm not in a uniform. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Go away. You know, it was so freeing. And then my next job, it was the same. It wasn't the same thing. It was similar. It was, I was selling suits. JP, I was selling three-piece suits and I was killing it too. I It was around Christmas time. These guys uh, would come in. Their girlfriends would be, go get a suit. You know, we have my Christmas dinner tonight. And you know how guys, we always put things off until the last minute. So obviously nine o'clock in the morning, they're showing up to buy a suit for nine o'clock at night. Um, and I'm like, oh, you poor sack. Okay, here, how much, what's your budget? good here's a suit get them all gussied up take them down to the tailors you know send them on their way and then their their girlfriends would come back and be like where is he and i'm like oh shit i'm in trouble now <laughs> and they come over and they'd be dragging them along and they're like did you do this and i'm like yes and they're like he looks fantastic thank you very much he's so sexy bye-bye and i'm like Okay, I'm glad you're happy. He's probably okay. he's probably getting some tonight. Good for good for him, you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I love three piece suits. Let me tell you that. I oh, love so if I show up in a three piece suit, I, uh, I have to watch myself around you. Is that the, what you're saying? Oh, oh, you you probably gonna have to watch yourself. Yeah, yeah I I might I might give you a hug. Hey, just a hug, yeah, with a roll of quarters and lick your yeah. face. So at that job, <laughs> the uh, the boss, and this touches back to what you said about the backstabbing everything, like. We weren't on commission. We just made our sales and drew a wage, right? So it didn't matter how many suits you sold or whatever, just as long as you were selling stuff and you were there for your shift. So one of the uh, employees screwed up the till and voided a bunch of stuff, but didn't tell the manager. And I had to bring some stuff into the till. So I was like, okay, well, fix it and let me get in there. And she's like, oh, okay. And just voided everything, but didn't tell anybody. So there's like $1,000 voided off the till right before I <laughs> sign into it. So I'm like uh yeah I'd go tell the manager she's oh yeah i'll tell him so i log in excuse me make my sales it's all good my customer goes away two days later the manager is like okay he's like what happened and i said oh well didn't she tell you that she voided it you know i explained the whole situation thinking he'd already spoken to her and i was just you know reiterating it no she never said a word to him so he calls us both into the back room and he's like well technically i'm supposed to fire one of you guys for this blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm like okay well Technically, I'm the one that told her to avoid it to get out of the way so I could use the cash register, but I told her to go tell you. And he's like, oh, okay, so you're, you want to be fired? I'm like, well, if you got to fire somebody, might as well be me, buds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, but guess what? A lot of people don't do that. Though. No, and and mm -hmm. I was just like, so he looked at her and he goes, well, I should fire you. And she's like, no, don't fire me. He's the, he's the, <laughs> he's the bully that pushed me out of the way and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that is not how that went down. And I was like, huh, right on. I tried to help you and you threw me under the bus. Because the thing was, is yep. we had the position for assistant manager open, which was, you know, $50 more a week. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and a title and some power. So anyways, on the outside world, yeah, they will they will throw you under a bus. They do not have the same camaraderie. They do not have the same um, sense of nope. team at all. 
it's scary. No, no. And, and that's why I can't do it. I, I can't. Plus, you know, I, I spent all this time uh, in the military and now I'm going to go and start following instructions from a dude that don't even know what he's doing. I'm like, no, I just can't no. do it. I just can't do it. I'll, I'll work for myself. Uh, I'll take contracts. And when I don't want to do work, I'll send somebody else to do the work. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> you it's know? the best way to do it. Uh, but anyways, uh, I know, uh, I don't know how it works over there in Canada, Nate. And, and again, uh, this, this is not just for us, this worldwide. I'm, I'm, we're trying to do a podcast that everybody can, can listen to and get some advice. Uh, so I know that, and in the future, we got, we already got a, a list of different foundations and different organizations that are going to come to our podcast as, uh, as guests, yes. and they're going to talk about the services and the things they do for not only the community, but for veterans and for uh, transitioning uh, uh, first responders. Because a lot of people don't realize, you know, so I, I go to combat, I go over there for nine months. Yeah, I see a lot of horrible things, but then I come home. And then I come home and I train for a few months and then I go back to combat, you know. And a, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, first responders, they see horrible stuff, you know, EMTs, paramedics. Every single day, they just got to drive down the road to get to their house. And you know how many times they got to drive by the same locations where they saw horrible things? They got to do that oh, daily. man. Yes. They, they, they immersed you know, in that environment forever. Oof. You know what? I, I, I got a lot of respect for, for those guys because it, 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 it's hard. It's hard. And, and that's why a lot of them turn into alcoholics. Because people don't realize that, you know, oh, you're, you're just in an ambulance all day. You know, like, yeah, do you see all the stuff that I yeah. see? You know, and but anyways, I, I know here we got uh, we got uh, the Veterans Administration, uh, the Veterans Affairs, the VA system. Ooh, sounds magical. Fails. Oh, yeah, whatever. It fails a lot of people. You know what? In, in my in my personal uh, experience, I have not had a lot of issues with the VA whatsoever. I, I have it with the medical system. But not when it comes to payments and, and all that stuff, you know. Uh, lucky me, because I know a lot of people that have issues, okay. right? Uh, so, so I'm gonna appreciate the fact that I don't have it. Uh, and then, you know, and, and my retirement, you know, I, I no problem. But do you guys in Canada have any any retirement system like that? Any VA benefits? You know, you get out and you get medical for life, and you get compensated for your injuries and all that. So stuff? So for us. Um... And I can, I, can, I can speak specifically to my situation. When I got out, it was a medical release. It was a 30-day medical release. I was supposed to get – we have a program called CISEP, which is supplementary individual, not going to pay you everything anytime soon. Um, <laughs> it's an insurance company that we pay, uh, and we have to pay. It's, it, we have to pay it. There's no questions asked. You, you pay into this program. It's, it's deducted from your pay. So when I got out, um, I went to them and said, yeah, I'm getting out. Here's my you know, paperwork and everything. And they're like, okay, cool. We're going to process it. You've been paying in for 13 years. So we've got these programs for you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, cool. I left the office. A couple weeks later, I get a package in the mail. I fill it all out, send it back to them. And I'm talking like a big package of paperwork. We're talking three inches of paperwork that I filled out. So I send it all back to them. And there's a deadline on it and has to be back by a certain time. So, I, you know, rush it back in and I get a letter saying, oh, well, your file is missing the following things. If you don't get it back to us in two weeks or sorry, 30 days, um, your file will be closed. I look at the date of the letter. I had 10 days left. Oh, snap. So I'm like, what the heck? So I get on the phone. I'm like, listen, you know, the paperwork you're missing 
you, you want more information from my doctor. Well, I just got out of the military. I don't have a family doctor. There's like a three to four year waiting list to get a family doctor. And they're like, well, you know, we need more information from a doctor. You got to figure it out. And I'm like, but you all, you have the information from the military doctors of why I was released. Yeah, well, we don't have that. We can't find it. Ah, okay. So that's CISA. I didn't get anything from them. I was supposed to get um, close to $200,000 cash payout. And then schooling and all this fun stuff. That's what they promise you as a private, right? You're going to, we're going to take care of you. Join the mobile infantry, right? So, <laughs> so that system failed me. And in all honesty, and I'm not speaking out of turn, there is a lot of lawsuits that go on constantly and are continually going on against that um, CISIP group from members when they get out. Now, the, oh, yeah. Man. So the other program that is similar to your guys' Veterans Affairs or uh, Veterans Administration is our Veterans Affairs. So that organization, I put in my paperwork with them as well, put in for my injuries. They paid me for five of my injuries. Um, there's two that I'm still kind of fighting with them about because they're borderline, but they paid me for five of them. They put me on a program, which is the Veterans Rehabilitation System. And that's two years of... Uh, physiotherapy, massage therapy, psychologists, like this whole gambit to get you ready to either go back to work or to do basically what we're doing now where it's like, okay, you are too broken or sorry, dented is the better word because broken means, you know, negative things. Dented just means we got, you know, cool scars to show chicks, the dentedness of it. And then, you know, you can't go back to work or whatever, or they try to help you start your own business and things like that. Like it is there. Now, the downside of the Veterans Affairs program here in Canada right now, currently because of our government, is we have veterans waiting 45 weeks or longer to get their benefits. They're supposed to be within a 16-week period. Myself, um, I think I made enough noise and, and am scary looking enough that when I show up in their offices, they're just like, yeah, what do you want to go away? Okay, here you go. Um so I, I lucked out on that. No, I'm going to tell you a story there, JP, about our program. Yeah, go ahead. Go um, ahead man. When I got out, uh, another uh, friend of mine got out out west. Okay, so mere situations, um, injuries and everything. We both got out. He was going through a bad divorce and custody battle. I was going through a bad divorce and custody battle. You know, you know the normal infantry stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the yeah, infantry. Yeah, so we're, we're going through our things or whatever, and we put in our paperwork and stuff, and um uh, Finally got my paperwork in the mail. I uh, got accepted to the program. I was so excited. I, I tried calling his phone. It was disconnected. I was like, oh, shit, whatever. Called his parents. His parents were in, were like, it's good to hear from you, Nate. How are you doing? I said, well, this is what I'm doing. This is this just happened. I just got this letter. Did he get his letter? And they're like, well, we were trying to get a hold of you. Um, he died two weeks ago. Oh, man. Yeah. So. <sighs> Sorry about that. Hey, <laughs> it's not your fault. It, uh so for me, it was it was a big kick in the dick. It was like, uh, can we say that on the air? Kick? Uh, yes, we can. It's our podcast. We, we can say whatever we want. We can want. say kick? Okay, good. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we can say kick. It's allowed. It's allowed. So that moment was a really big tipping point for me with veterans and, and the community. Like I retired as a, as a senior NCO. So for, for me, my, my troops were never safe until like the mission was never over till they're home safe. And at that point I realized we are not home safe. We're home, but we are not safe yet. And I started to come up with programs and ways to try to 
help. And uh, I tried to figure out this big thing, which, you know, eight years later led to this podcast and the networking stuff. So for me, veterans affairs can be really good, but it can be also really, 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 really screwed up based on who you get as a support worker or whatever. Um, for for our re-education program, it is actually farmed out to a group called March of Dimes, and they bring in these people that are supposed to be rehabilitation learning specialists or some shit. And <laughs> I got this one lady. Now, my background is extensive. It doesn't matter what my background is, but I do have a lot of university credits and courses and, and stuff. Like, I'm not just some guy that dropped out of high school. Well, actually, I am a guy. Who, oh, really? I thought, I, I thought I, you were just full of useless information. Actually, I am full of useless information. True story. I <laughs> did drop out of high school in grade 10, went back, got my GED to get into the Army, got into the Army, and then got a bunch of pro professional development stuff later on down the road. Damn. But so I am a high school dropout. Just putting that out there, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it from the moment I exactly met right. So with that said, this lady comes in to do this learning assessment. And I was like, well, you know, I've been doing um, dispute resolution, alternative dispute resolution, mediation and conflict resolution. I feel that in my dented state, I can do that, you know, working with people and it's not intensive physically. It's not intensive mentally. You just listen and talk and get people to work out their problems. And make a lot of money doing it if you do it for corporations and, you know, negotiations for contracts and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, okay, well, um, I don't really know anything about it. So give me your business plan. So I gave her my business plan. I was like, okay, well, I'll make a little thing here. I gave it to her. And she's like, okay, goes away, comes back two weeks later. And I'm like, so what do you think? And she goes, oh, well, we have to send you back to school for too much, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what do you mean school? Like, I, I'm, I'm fully certified in here in Canada to, to, to do this job. She goes, no, no, I, I talked to your competitors and they all have degrees and stuff and they feel that your business plan is not good because you need more education. So the key, you, you heard what I said there, right? Went to my competitors. Oh my God. So I was like, oh, okay. And I was still dealing with my stuff and, and I hadn't been diagnosed with my PST yet. So um, I was just kind of like, hmm, okay, this doesn't make sense, but it will go with it. So then the next thing she offered me to do was, okay, well, you can work as a uh, driving instructor because you have an instructing background. A driving instructor, JP, <laughs> is what this lady wanted me to become. Uh, and that's with shoulder, neck, and back injuries in a car. Of in course. A car. Why not? Hell, you know, it makes sense. So I looks at her and says, mm, try again. She goes, okay, well... Uh, you have a really extensive coaching background. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got coaching and instructional techniques and stuff like that. And she goes, well, I'm going to send you for administrative assistant. And I says, administrative assistant, tell me more. And again, JP, I'm coming from the military world where I don't know. All I know is you either you, yeah, I can work at a grocery store, pump gas, sell suits. Like, I don't know the big, like the, the bigger end of the, the rest of the world, right? Because remember, high school dropout. So, yep. So, uh, she goes, administrative assistant. I said, okay, well, what's that? Am I like like a junior manager or something like that? And she goes, no, no, you'd work in like a, a dentist office or a doctor's office or, you know, some business and you would just take care of their paperwork. And I'm thinking, when I left, my last job I held was as a platoon warrant in charge of 30 guys. And I'm like, so I'd be working for one person specifically doing all their paperwork. So it's basically like being a junior lieutenant's scribe. So, wow. so I looked at her and said, mm, let's try again. So anyways, I found out that the sooner she got people into the schooling, 
the sooner she got her bonus. So she didn't really care about what I was going to do. She just wanted to get me into school. And that's the problem with these programs is that these people yep. don't always have our best interests and needs at heart. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close the conversation or flip the conversation back to you on this point because these organizations are not always always funded or fueled by the right people. I had a great case manager who fought tooth and nail to get me my medical appointments and ensure that I was getting all the benefits that I could and getting people to come and modify my house when I couldn't even walk and things like that. And then I had this other person who was supposed to be in charge of my schooling, which honestly, think about it. How exciting is it to be able to like, okay, I just finished my military career. Now I've got this blank slate ahead of me and I should be able to just be getting up every morning going, what am I going to be today when I grow up? You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So back to you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm telling you, it's, it, but you're right. A lot of these organizations out there, uh, unfortunately, some of them are, date, are there to make money using veterans uh, as, you know, as their platform. Really, that's what it is. For them, it's a business. It's not a nonprofit. Uh, and it's unfortunate. Uh, hopefully in the, in the future, I know we got a, a list of guests that we're going to bring in the future. Uh, we're going to have the special forces foundation yep. here, uh, talking to us about what they do. We're going to have the green beret foundation, which, uh, I was talking to them, uh, to, <clears throat> to, um, about a few weeks ago, uh, I ran into, into the whole crew in Charlie Mike's and they were doing a big, uh, VA brief. Right. So, and we were talking about that because the problem with the system, a lot of times it's not the system, it's lack of information. There's a lot of information that we don't know when we get yeah. out, right? So we don't claim stuff that we don't know we can claim. We don't get the benefits that we don't know we can have. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that really believe that in order for you to put a VA claim, you gotta be either in the process of getting out of the military retiring or, uh, you know, medical retirement or stuff like that. And they were telling me, no, man, you, you can put a VA benefit claim like right yeah, now. Same as ours. Anytime. As soon as it's yeah. happened. And, and, and at least you already got a rating and then you can always adjust it uh, as before you get out. And I go like, say what? Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know none of that stuff. And I know a lot of people don't know that either. Uh, and there's organizations out there that will help you, you know, fill out the paperwork or stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, uh, I can't wait to get the Greenberry Foundation here and, and they can talk about the things they do uh, and the services they provide because that part with the VA filing and, 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 and just following up with the VA, they're really amazing when it comes to that. Uh, and I know a lot of guys are going to get a lot of benefit out of that. Uh now we'll get uh, here Mike from Sulu Ops Tactical Solutions, and he can talk to us about you know his his hard transition. Yes. Uh, and for the people that for the people that didn't know, uh, we we attempted <laughs> to do a recording of this podcast a while back, and we spent three great hours with two great guests, and uh, it all got corrupt. Yeah, we uh, we had some issues <laughs> with some technology that was a little beyond our uh, realm of comprehension. So we're, uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're back to the old tin cans and string for now, but uh, you know, hopefully in the future we will, we will have some more dynamic stuff coming down the pipe formats. Yeah. But Mike, Mike, Mike was, was with us uh, that, that first yes. attempt. And uh, he, he, I, I really want to get him back because I know he, he put out a few things that, that were really, really interesting. And, um, <clears throat> And you know, and and he, 
we, we were just happened to be talking about suicide. Yeah. Re remember yeah, that we're, we're talking about suicide and we're talking about, you know, there's no reason to do that. Talk to your friends, call your buddy, you know, because really, really guys, listen, your friends, your buddies are, are your first line support system. It's like you can't, yes, you know, you can go and get counseling and go to all these organizations out there, but you know what? They're not open 24 seven, pick up that phone, call a friend, Tell them to go and have a drink with you or or coffee or take long walks in the beach. I don't care what you want to do. <laughs> Just right? something. I don't care what you know. Do something. Make a phone call. Listen, I know a lot of friends that disappear for months. And then when, when I go like, hey, are you okay, man? It's like, why you? Well, no, I was having a hard time. And it really gets me mad because I go like, why the hell didn't you call me? Yeah. You know? I was trying to call you. Why you don't answer my messages? At least tell me you're having a hard time. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll fly, I'll drive, I'll do whatever I need to do to get to you. But don't be alone, people. That You got friends. Believe it or not, you got friends. And, and you're going to think that you're the only one going through a hard transition, whether it's, you know, PTSD or is, is having a hard time finding a job, whether it is, you know, can't can be at home all the time with a wife. I'd rather be deployed, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We, we had we had a guy in, in our team and we i actually make made a shirt i'm gonna send you one uh that used to say all the time he walks in the team room and he was like chief and i go like what's going on mario he's like save my marriage keep me deployed <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> where are we going next yep. where are we going next and it's funny because i made a t-shirt and I, uh, I walk into this coffee shop and uh and the girl that was standing behind the, uh, you know, the, the barista, she just looked at me and she started laughing. And I'm like, you get it? And she's like, of course I get it. Of course I get it. You know, when 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 husbands are deployed, everything is nice and I miss you. When are you coming home? And as soon as they get home, you know, yeah, what, what, you know, hey, listen, you need to do this. You need to do that. Change that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then next thing you know, it's like, when are you leaving? When are you leaving again? And you leaving anytime soon? What is your next deployment? <laughs> so... So, uh, anyways, whatever it is that you're having a hard time with, reach out to your friends, reach out to someone, you know, someone, someone will listen to you. You know, I got, I got some friends of mine that I got on my phone and they are on, on emergency bypass. You know, yes. anytime they call me, my run, my phone is going to ring, whether it is on silent mode or is on, on vibrate mode, it's going to ring. Yeah. And I don't care if I'm in the middle of a business meeting or whatever it is, if they call, I'm answering, I'm answering. Now, I don't care if, if you know, if quickly I go like, hey man, bro, what's up? Is this an emergency? And he goes like, oh no, man, I just wanted to shoot the shit. And I'm like, well, I'll give you a call right back. I'm in a meeting. Okay, cool, man. You, you know what yep. I'm saying? But I answer because you never know. You never know, man. Uh, and then uh, we got, I'm talking about that. I got a good friend of mine who I going to, uh, I already talked to him about it, so uh, I'm going to bring him in the show at some point. But uh, there's an organization out there called Warriors on the Fly. So uh, I, I mess with my friend because he's Puerto Rican, right? And he don't look like it. He's like white as hell with green eyes and stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. His mother was probably making a trip to, to Europe or something when, 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 when she got pregnant. <laughs> anyways, anyways, but uh, Carlos, uh, I don't know, retired Warren at a, at a seventh group. Uh, he was having a hard time. He was one of those that I got mad on the phone and I told him, where the hell you been? You know? And uh, 
And I was making fun of him because he was posting pictures on his Instagram with like fly fishing and he got the entire suit on, you know? So I call him the Puerto Rican hillbilly because oh, he, he looked he look like straight up like a freaking, he looked like he's in the boonies in Mississippi, you know, <laughs> just just fly fishing over there. I'm like, dude, you're Puerto Rican. What the hell are you doing, bro? And uh, anyway, so so he was telling me that for some reason he found that the best therapy ever. He said, listen, I can go shooting guns. I can do this. I go out there and I'm in the wild all by myself. And that's yeah, it. That's, that's it. it. That's all I that's need. That's his zen. That, oh, yeah. And he loves it. So I don't make fun. Well, I still make fun of, of whatever he wears, but <laughs> I don't make fun of what, what he do. I mean, I know guys that make soap, you know, and, and you go like, man, you're a green bird that makes soap. He's like, yeah, but you know what? That I found my zen, you know? It's like, that's what I do. I make soap and I like it. That's not me, by the way. I just want to make sure everybody knows that. JP doesn't even uh, use soap, so no worries there. Damn it. <laughs> well, you got to put that out to everyone, bro. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was dirty. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably bring here also Travis Wilson, a good friend of mine. Uh, he uh, He's the owner of Alpha Lead Performance. Oh, nice. Uh, yes. And, and, you know, he... He's done great in business and, and he can talk about that portion transitioning, you know, because a lot of people want to go and find jobs. I tell everyone, it's like, listen, if you just can make a plan before you retire, instead of finding a job, how about you're your own boss and you establish your own business, be a business owner. Listen, in the military, that's what we were doing. We, we got leadership skills, organizational skills. We can plan. We run a business. The military is a big business. It is. Yep. You're you're absolutely right. Is and it's uh, your 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 own business owner inside the military because you're responsible for your performance, your gear, your job with inside that ecosystem and uh, economic system. If you don't do your job, then you're not making sales, kind of thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Another one that I want to get here and talk about because uh, he's been really successful, uh, and, and you know him, Nate, because he's one of the fantastic sponsors for. Uh, the tactical games is uh, uh, Clint Hoover uh, from ATAX Cal. Oh, yes. Clint is a, Let a me great tell story you. there. Oh, my God. Clint can't just, you know, and and he didn't have it easy. You know, it's not like he got out and all of a sudden he's like, oh, let me jump into ATAX Camo and boom, boom. You know, and that didn't happen that way. But he, he got a lot of experience, a, a lot of things that he can bring to the table uh, for people who are thinking about, you know, just establishing their own businesses. and. You know, when it comes to transitioning, there, there's a lot into it. And again, I, I hate when I see podcasts or or I see shows or TV shows that only talk about veterans correlated with PTSD. That's the only thing they talk about. Yeah. Veterans, crazy people. Veterans, crazy people. I hate that. That's fake it's news. Like, how about? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's fake news. Very, very bad. It is. Very, very bad. Uh, so, you know, I, I just, I just want to hear the positive side. What do, what do veterans and, and you know, all the, all these, uh, uh, first responders with leadership experience and all that can bring to the table to any organization or to their own, you know, starting their own thing. Uh, a, a friend of mine told me a long time ago, he's like, JP, you know, the problem with, uh, with, uh, uh and I'm talking now about my kid and I tell him that all the time and, and my kid is starting to, to think a little bit different now, but uh, you know, they, we, we teach our kids, you, you know, 
Nate, what you were told when you were a kid, even though that you were a dro- uh, high school dropout, but <laughs> since you were a kid, I mean, what do we hear all the time? You know, we hear uh, you got to go to school and you yep. got to get good grades so you can get into a good college and you, you still got to get good grades, right? So, so, you, so get you can get a good job, a good job, so you can a get good a career. good job. Yeah. Correct. I am tired of hearing that. I am. I've been telling my son every time I talk to him, go to school, right? Yeah. Get good grades, just because I will be paying for your freaking college. So get good grades, right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't want you to get a good job. I want you to be a business owner. I want you to be the boss. Yeah. So whatever it is, start coming up with a plan on how you're going to succeed by yourself. You don't need to jump into a seven ninety five an hour job. You know, sitting in a desk. You gonna be your boss. Now that's amazing. Why are we not pitching our th- th- Yeah, go that, ahead. That that's exactly it. Why aren't we pitching that? Because when I got out, I had to find a job. I had to find work. I had to find something. I had to I I was stuck in that that loop, right? And I quit a job because the the boss was a jerk. And then I had somebody that couldn't even help me figure out what schooling I wanted or or what I needed. And I kept being told, You need to you need to get a job. You gotta work for somebody else. You gotta excuse me, do all these things. And then just one year ago, one year ago this week, I met up with a friend of mine who is a multi-million heir. He's six years older than me. Uh, six years older than me. He immigrated. So he's about to- sixty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 twelve. <laughs> um, he immigrated to Canada and has busted his ass off, lost everything at one point and then rebuilt, and now he's a multi-millionaire. And I'm sitting on his front porch with him, and we're just we're just buds. Like, I'm 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 dressed in shorts. He's dressed in shorts. We're wearing t-shirts. It's not like you know we're eating caviar and stuff. We're just drinking Molson Canadians. I think it was on his front porch in his neighborhood at three in the morning, and we're having a great time. And he looks at me and he goes, "Nate, you know what your problem is?" And I said, "Which one of the 50? And he goes, <laughs> "He he laughed. And he goes, "No no no. Being all serious, he goes, you work hard for people, but you don't work hard for yourself." And I said, "What do yep. you mean?" He goes. You need to be in projects where you have a hundred percent control. And at the time, I had just lost this massive project that I I had put all this time in, and my the partner I was working with at the time just didn't do what they were going to do. And so we were kind of having this conversation, and um, he didn't know all the background stuff, but he just looked at me and he said, "Look, from now on, make me a promise." And I don't use the word promise very often because it it's too variable. So if I make a promise to somebody, it's because I know I have absolute control over it. And he goes, and I explained that to him. He goes, okay, good. That's exactly what I want. I want you to start doing projects that you have absolute control over and that the person working with you is a hundred percent involved and like a hundred percent with you. If they're not screw them and just keep doing what you need to do for you. And I, I was just like, okay. So we finished drinking and I went to bed and I slept on it and I woke up the next morning and it was still kind of ringing in my ears. And here I am a year later and it's been one of the most successful years of my life outside of the military. Wow. Uh, yeah. And like, like I said, it, it's amazing when, when just a few words change the, the way you think. Uh, you know, like I said, I was, uh, I've been talking to my son. I've been telling him that and, and started a few years back. Of course, some of the ideas that he was coming up with, Papi was not agreeing to, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but he started coming with ideas. Like one day, one day he, he, uh, I had to go to his school cause he got in trouble, of course. Of and uh, course. he's sitting over there, he's sitting over there and, and, and uh, well, 
let me go back. Before that that time, he's telling me, Papi, I know what I want to do. And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm going to be a YouTuber. And I don't even need to go to school for that. I'm like, okay, you know, they're Mr. <laughs> Entrepreneur. And that idea, yeah, scratch. <laughs> it's like, you want to be a YouTuber as your spare time and your hobby? That will be great. But you will finish school. And I don't care if you become a millionaire with YouTube, but you will finish school. You're yeah. going to be a smart YouTuber. <laughs> and he goes like, okay, Papi, well, I guess that getting out of school is it's not working out for me. And I know it's not, buddy. So, so, <laughs> so, then, I, so then I go to school because he, of course, got in trouble again uh, because he's too smart. He's too damn smart and, and, yeah. and he gets boring classes. And so, teachers just can't handle that. Oh, yeah. And he's a smart ass too. Like, uh, I wonder where he get it from. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, so he, I'm in school and, and he, he tells the teacher, of course, he, he don't plan everything out though, because he tells the teacher, well, why should I take your Spanish class when I speak Spanish better than you? <laughs> and I was like, so I, of course, I don't, I don't going to let him get away with that. You know, I, I just like, no, no, you know, whatever, whatever. And then he says, well, I want to be a pilot, Papi. I want to be a, which is his plan. It's still that up to this day. But okay, he's like, I want to be a, com a commercial pilot. And I go like, fine. And I will we'll send you to a summer. Uh, actually, we ended up sending him to uh, Minnesota to an av aviation education camp over there for two weeks, which he enjoyed. He loved it. Uh, but anyway, so, and, and then I tell him, that's great. He's like, well, Papi, you know, you don't need college to be a pilot. I just need to go and get my pilot license and 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 then get my commercial license and all that. And I go like, well, JP, you know, because my son's name is JP, you know, J he's the second. Uh, I'll tell you a story about that later. But anyway, so, so it's, he it's goes JP, like, JPJR. No, he's not junior. He's the oh, second okay. because oh. because because the nurse at the hospital told me I couldn't do that. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, we we. Uh, he goes like, well, Papi, I'm just going to be a commercial pilot. And I go like, well, that's great, JP. That's great. You're going to be a commercial pilot. He's like, so you got a great plan. He's like, yes, and I don't need to go to college. Well, that that is perfect. And I go like, but I got a question. Yeah, I, and who's going to pay? For He's like, well, you. And I go like, oh, hell, I'm not if you're not going to college. And he goes like, well, getting out of college is not working out either. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor guy. <laughs> I gotta give it to him. He tries hard, man. He tries hard. <laughs> He's super smart, and and lucky for me, uh, up to this day, you know, he's doing flight flight lessons right now, and okay. and and he loves it. He he enjoys it. So hopefully he'll stick to that. But you know, he he changes his mind all the time, and I think it's like he called me the other day. Believe it or not, he called me. He was in Puerto Rico with his mother, just on you know on vacation over there, and uh, and he called me. And he said, Papi, uh, so I need to get advice from you. And I'm like, why? He's like, how do you get a business email address? And I go like, uh, what do you mean? He's like, well, Papi, I'm thinking about starting like my business. I don't know what it's going to be, but I just want to get like something generic that I can get a business email address. And then I want to, I want to start a business social media for the videos I make. Cause he makes, well, not videos, reviews. He got his, uh, Instagram, which okay. he makes reviews of new songs that came out and he likes that rap and, you know, trap music or whatever. And uh, okay. so he makes reviews of them. 
and he's really good at it. Like when you when you look at his writing, of course, I'm gonna start sending him my stuff so he can proofread my stuff before I send emails because he's really good. But but you know, I like his mentality. I like the way he's thinking. You know, it's like I, I want to establish my business. I want to start establish that that marketing, that trademark now. You know, and let it develop. Let, you know, it, it's. I was like, you know what? We're gonna sit down. Let's talk about it. And you know what? And, and if you got a good idea, I'll help you and support you with it. Yeah. And, and, and like like I said, you know, so so hopefully hopefully we'll we'll he, he established something good. But I, again, I just I just want people to know that you know just working in a nine to five job, just finding a job shouldn't be your only priority. You need to to develop yourself as a person. Find out what you like. Because if you're gonna Listen, as a transitioning veteran, it's not easy going to just get a job and you don't like it. Trust me, you're going to yeah. end up being fired because you're going to be oh. the biggest ass they have over there. <laughs> you're going to be in front of HR hourly because there's going to be so many people's feelings that you hurt. And I, I do it all the time. I, I offended people just this freaking weekend. You know, I, uh, I just, everywhere I go, I seem to offend somebody on some level because we come from a different background of how things are done or whatever. And just, and even being an easygoing guy, you're still sometimes going to offend people because on the outside world, it's not about team. It's about self all the time. And that's, that is true. That, you know, you're completely right. That is the scariest thing about the outside world. I'm not gonna lie. That's what scares the, sh the shit out of me about the outside world is that it's not about team it's about self so you don't really know who's got your back and that brotherhood that you just left is is not able to do much for you and like we said the outside world um you know i'm sure that those people that she took my uh, business plan to uh for for dispute resolution i'm sure that they took notes on everything because i meticulously laid out every detail of how i was going to approach it and you know they 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 got a freebie there the other aspect, JP, is don't be scared to fail. Um, in the military, oh, hell no. We, in the military, we can't fail. You know, we we have to we have to keep soldiering on and push to the top and be the best. And yeah, but in the civvy world, it's it's okay sometimes to fail at little things. Like when when your son's talking about your son's business ideas and things, and I think he's at a great age to start a little mock business because you know, ten years down the road, those little things that he's learned along the way. And it's time for his real business that's going to pay the bills. He's now going to have those skills because he's learned those little idiosyncrasies along the way. That makes sense. Oh yeah, and and you know, and you, oh yeah, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. You know, uh, my, he, my son is sixteen now, and uh, and let me let me tell you real quick about how how he ended up being the second. So everybody goes okay. like, oh JP, so you're the first? I'm like, no, I'm just Jean Pierre Cervantes. That's it. They're like. So who's the first? I'm like nobody. So I, I <laughs> we we go to the hospital. My, my uh, he, uh, his mother, you know, my, my wife at the time, uh, Erica. She's you know, we go to the hospital and and, and JP is born. And uh, we have already talked about that that when when we name him, is it was gonna be my name, but we always said he's gonna be the first because he can't be junior because we hated the junior because in Puerto Rico. If, if if your last name got a junior at the end, nobody's going to call you by your first name. They will call you junior. Uh, and it's pretty okay. freaking ghetto. 
It's yeah. ghetto, is it? Uh, so, so we hate it. Oh, it's ghetto as hell. It's like, junior, junior. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Are you coming from the favelas or something like that? You know, so it's horrible. So we go like, we can't do that to our son to where everybody start calling him junior. So we're going to we're gonna name him Jean-Pierre Cervantes the first. So okay. there I am filling out the paperwork at the hospital. And the nurse goes like, uh, uh, why? Uh, he needs to be junior. And I'm like, no, he's going to be the first. It was like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? There's rules. It's like, uh, he, he needs to be junior because you're not junior. He can't be the first. I'm like, no, we don't want junior. We want the first. She's like, well, you can't do it. I'm like, you know what? It's my son. It's his name. And I can put whatever the hell I want. You know what? He's the <laughs> second now. How about that? And she just looked at me like, you're an ass. And I just walked away. I, I walked up. I told Erica, yeah, he's not longer the first. He's now the second. And she just started laughing. She's like, what did you do? <laughs> That's awesome. What did you do? So, yeah, my son is the second because I can. You didn't tell me what to put on my son's birth certificate. Yeah, you know? you're not my supervisor. <laughs> That's right. You're not, you're not the boss of me. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's awesome hey, uh, I, i'm talking about talking about my son so my son uh not too long ago i took my son to charlie mike's and 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 as you know you know charlie mike's do uh, a memorial for for any sf cream beret that died you know on the day of their uh anniversary of their death they yes. do a memorial for them at charlie mike's they read their bio or whatever uh so my son went and uh they were reading nine, nine memorials that day. There were nine pictures sitting in at the bar, you know, with the, with the lights and, and, and the candles, the shots and all that. And my son have, have seen it on my Instagram and have seen it on, on my Facebook, but he's never experienced it. Right. Okay. So I took him over there. I took him over there. I'm like, JP, when they do the memorial, you're going to stand, you're going to stand over there. He's like, okay, papi. I'm like, when they play the battle of the green beret, you're going to face the flag and you're going to stay in attention. He's like, got it. And you know what? It was probably the best thing I did. Uh, when, when he saw family members, kids from those, uh, from those uh, fallen brothers that were running around over there, just talking to him as well. And, uh, and, and people reading the bios and some people crying and stuff like that. My son experienced something humbling and uh, it changed the way he think. He just looked at me. He said, Papi, there is so much sacrifice here. That's that. Those were his words. Wow. There is so much sacrifice here, and w people, people around, uh, you know, outside is always complaining about, you know, I didn't get the video game I wanted, or, or you know, I didn't get the TV I wanted. Is like, and there is, there's literally that wall is full of pictures of the falling, and their families are here. They're enjoying life. They appreciate their their sacrifice. And then he met Bobby Hindley, which is a uh, uh, he uh, he got burned uh, with an IED in a Humvee over there in 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 combat, and you know he's missing an arm, he's burned, you know, and all that. And he's making jokes. He's a comedian now. And JP yeah. saw him. JP met him. He took pictures with him, and he goes like, "You know what, Papi?" He's like, "Yeah, I will never complain about stupid shit again." <laughs> awesome. And and I go like, well, I go like, "Well, you know what?" Uh, I I like that. I like that my son get, gets to see that, you know, and and, and appreciates it. Uh, oh my God! Anyways, enough about my, about my son. He's a little brat. Anyways, no, I love him to death. He's a good kid. He's a good. Kid. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's JP. <laughs> I'm going to tell kid. you something very, very, very. Um, it's it's good 
that you have that connection with your son and that you're doing those things with him because brother there's a lot of veterans that get separated from their kids not by their own actions but because of you know the spouses that play the games or the system that just screws them around and taking him to that service that's outstanding that's some solid parenting because kids today do not grasp anything outside of their own little pixelated screen and realizing that there is such a thing as sacrifice other than oh my goodness my wifi is out for the next 20 minutes that's fantastic <laughs> like, like in all honesty um i i haven't had contact with my sons in going on four years because of the actions wow. of of a broken system no i'm not saying this for you know people to feel sorry or anything like that um but what i try to do with these projects because they don't they don't grasp it. I sheltered them too much from, from what was going on when I was in the military. Um, maybe someday they'll hear some of this and realize what, uh, what went on. Um, the most, the moment I realized sacrifice um, and family and everything, my kids were little and uh, a friend of mine was uh, killed overseas and I was, I was on the backside. Um, so I was, I volunteered for his service, laying him to rest and watching his wife and their two toddlers walk up to the graveside. I think that was one of the most profound moments in my career. It was just it was just a moment of like, okay, there is there's there's things bigger than what you think you're going through at the time. And that being said, yep. never cash out. And and that 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 in itself when no. you when you and I talked about this show and the the the, the way we want to go, this is not just for military. This is not just for first responders. This is not for uh the blue line, the green line, the red line any of that stuff. It's not just for us or them. It's about anybody. I had a guy come yep. up to me when I was doing an outreach program for PTS, PTSD. Uh, it's not a disorder. It's, it's just what you have. But anyways, I was doing an outreach for it. It was a public forum and I had a bunch, had like 20 people show up and this one guy kind of shows up off to the corner and he's keeping him to himself. So I didn't, I didn't get up in his face or anything like that, but everybody's does their speech and stuff and we're talking and, Towards the end of it, I go over to see who this guy is. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? And he goes, uh, I'm sorry to disturb what's going on. I, I know um, it's for you military guys and everything and whatnot. And um, I was diagnosed with PTSD, but I don't feel like I belong here. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I'm a civilian. I never served. And I said, okay, well, how how did you get your diagnosis? Or like what, what experience did you have that you know of that would link to this? And he goes, well, it, it's not military and it's, it's kind of stupid. It was just a car accident. I'm like, okay, well, car accidents can be kind of traumatic too, buddy. Like, you know, and I wasn't judging the yep. dude whatsoever. I wasn't smirking like, oh, you had a little car accident, fender bender. No, it was just like, okay, well, <laughs> what, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, what is it? And he goes, uh, and and I'm going to pause there for that story because he, he's about to tell me about this car accident. Now, a couple of years ago, I moved to a new location and I had to go see a new doctor because, again, I still don't have a family doctor. So I go to a walk-in clinic and I'm like, yeah, here, I'm here to get my uh, medications uh, re, uh, prescriptions renewed and the doctor is like okay so it says here you have PTSD and I'm like yeah I do um, you know I'm on the lower end of the scale but I, I do have some symptoms and some things I have to deal with and she goes oh were you in the military or something and I'm like yeah actually I was I was I was in the military and she goes oh okay so you have the real kind <laughs> the real kind. Uh, okay, oh my god! Okay, now this People is this is a fucking doctor, right, dude? Like this is this is this is a fucking doctor. So going back to this guy with the car accident, 
I'm sitting in there and I'm, I'm listening to him and I'm, I'm not, there's no judgment. Like, you know, uh, okay. How, how, what, what, what brought you to the conclusion that it was the car accident? He goes, well, we were trapped upside down for 18 hours and I watched my three friends die and blah, blah, blah. And he, and he, and he's, he's like, but I know it's not anything compared to what you guys went through. And three of the other guys had kind of come over to hear this. And, and I looked at him and I said, buddy, that is almost the same story as this guy here. Only it happened to him in a foreign fucking country. And another guy's like, dude, like, and he's like, but I'm a civvy. And they're like, doesn't like, that's pretty, that's pretty messed up what you went through, dude. Sitting upside down in a car for 18 hours, watching your friends die, not being able to do a single thing about it. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty screwed up. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like you, you, Definitely. you have like, like, and so these guys, so I, I didn't have to say anything else. I just stepped back and the other three guys just kind of enveloped him and were like, dude. And, and they, they talked for another four hours after that. And I was just blown away though, that people think that we sort of somehow own post-traumatic stress. We don't own it. It's just that we have a nope. lot of it and people try to cash in on us. So it's more predominant that, Oh, you know, veterans, like you said earlier, they have PTSD, they're bad, they're crazy, they're evil and they're marketable. We you can know, make money off you them. Know, you know how many, you know, why do you think that law enforcement, every time they have to discharge their weapons, they got to go to counseling? Yes. Right? The difference is that we empty our rifles plenty of times and we have no time to stop and go to counseling. Yes. But everybody can have post-traumatic stress. You know, it, 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 I, I, and, you know, unfortunately, we have a lot of veterans that go out there and try to claim that post-traumatic stress is strictly a military thing. And some of them that take advantage yeah. of saying they got post-traumatic stress when they don't, yes. they just, you know, cash in on it. Uh, oh my God, I got post-traumatic stress. Why? Uh, I went to Kuwait. Uh, uh, okay. When do you go to Kuwait? In 2012. I'm like, that's not combat, dude. <laughs> now, not just, just to quantify though, JP, <laughs> you know, they're, they're going, we, we've had, We've had clerks that, you know, put in for it because somebody got killed while they were on base, you know, when, in the, in the, outside yeah, the wire. No, yeah, no, no, trust me. Yeah. But, but I, I'm just talking about the, the straight up liars. Oh yeah. The straight up <laughs> the liars. Straight up liars I, or the ones, never, that, the ones that are know. like, I did two weeks of, of basic training and they yelled at me to get over the wall. We had this situation here in Canada where this guy's like, oh, I was in basic training and <laughs> what? I, I, I did the master corporal yelled at me to get over the wall and he was swearing at me and it. It just made me so mad, and I don't want my kids to ever have to go through something as traumatic as that. And it's like that. Are you that no, oh yeah. And then they were like, "Oh, well, he's a veteran, and we're gonna sue." And blah. And we're like, "He did two weeks. He didn't even finish basic training or go on to a trades training, and he quit." And wow, like so, it's it's frustrating in situations like that because it negates the fact that there's others out there that are suffering in silence so much. But when you try to specifically cash in on a on, on an opportunity and you have no validity to it yeah that's kind of you know but you you mentioned something earlier and and i want to make sure everybody hears this again don't catch out okay don't do it don't cash out uh when when we were doing that that trial you know podcast well it was not a trial podcast he was actually <laughs> the podcast it just didn't work out yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh we, we were we were just happened to be talking about about you know 
PTS and, and, you know, what we went through. And as, as we are talking, I get a text from a friend of mine that one of his friends committed suicide. And that was while we were recording. Oh, yeah, dude. Like it was really one of his friends. Yeah. He was he committed suicide right in front of his family. And, you know, what, what he was going through his mind is just don't do it. Cause, you know, that, a lot of times, and you know, uh, people will say that that suicide is 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 weakness or this and that. I, I don't I don't say that because I'm not in their shoes, right? So I don't gonna say that at all. But what I am gonna say is, we we just gotta think about this. We're being a little bit selfish when we do that. Oh, big time! Because we might think that the problem is over. It might be over for us, but we just tripled the problems for our family and our friends. And you know, and our loved ones. And to, to, it, you just put them in in a spot that they will never be able to recover from. And to echo what you're saying, uh, one of the guests that we're going to bring on too is a friend of mine. Uh, he's like a little brother to me. His wife, um, so he's he's military, retired military, um, and she she was dealing with a lot of mental health. And I feel bad. Okay, but it's not about me. So so fuck that noise. It's about the situation. She made the kids lunches, did the laundry. He was tired. So he went to bed. Um, she said she'd be right, right to bed. He fell asleep. He woke up five hours later, noticed that she wasn't in bed. She had taken her life and that oh my it, God. she left behind a legacy. Uh, and, and she was, she was, there's no anger towards her because she was in a lot of pain. Uh, obviously to do something like that, but she didn't reach out to anybody. And the legacy that you leave behind with that is, is horrible. Um, and it, it leaves a big scar and a big hole in the world that you don't want to leave behind. Cause if you, if you're thinking about taking your own life and you're thinking, okay, the world's going to be better off without me, you're fucking wrong. The world is going to be more damaged without you. You stick around, exactly. you do your thing, and, and you get better, and you, you bring people into it. Because as humans, we like to work together. Even though we like to screw each other over in the professional world, apparently, we like to uh, <laughs> we like, we like to have each other around, and we like to be around each other. We're, we're not in, uh, you know, individual anim- animals. We're, we're pack animals. So never cash out. Like, seriously reach out to somebody make some sort of noise to be heard that noise is going to stop you from internalizing whatever pain you're going through and is going to help draw you out nothing can be that embarrassing that one of your friends will not listen to you you know what i mean yep you know it's i i say every day and you know i talk to a, a great great friend of mine a brother from another mother benny and we talk all the time and we talk about this you, I don't, I don't care what my situation might be. I don't care if I'm sleeping under a bridge. That bridge is an awesome bridge because it, I'm going to make the best of it. Why? Many of my friends and your friends gave their lives, right, for us. Mm-hmm. So, and they want us to live a great life. They want us to enjoy life. Because if not, why the hell did they give their life for us? Might as well, hey, how about you would have died over there and I would have enjoyed the life for you? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but, but I did. So if I die for you, you better enjoy it. Uh, I think I mentioned this before to you, but I, I heard this line, this quote in a movie, and I use it all the time. 
and he go he says you know if you owe your life to someone you better fucking live you know all right yeah, and and i i gonna live it every day you me and uh chris were standing there together one time and the three of us actually started saying that same line all at the same time <laughs> it was it was it was quite quite funny yeah yeah it was it was <laughs> because it's fucking true it's so <laughs> it true was, yeah it's true it's true hey guys if you're out there just know, just live it the best way you can. Enjoy it. You know, uh, uh, I go to Charlie Mike's. I go to different memorials, which for a while I stopped going to memorials. I just couldn't handle it anymore. And then I decided, you know what? Memorial is not about me. It's not about how sad I feel, how much I miss my friends. Memorial is about them and about their family members. So I owe it to them to go to those memorials. I owe it to them to remember them in a good way. Like, uh, Sometimes we're at memorials and, and, and yes, it gets a little bit, you know, you know, emotional and, and yes, tears will come out, but at the same time, tears are coming down. Uh, we are laughing because we're, we're remembering how funny they were, how stupid they were (laughs) and the, the things that we did together. And it's just, we're remembering the good times, right? Not, not in the way they went out. We remember the way they live and we got to live our lives the same way. They want us to live it and it's enjoy it every day, taking care of our families, taking care of their families yes. as well, because uh, they still around. So we got to take care of them. Uh, so, yes, if you're out there, if you're having a, a hard time, pick up the phone, call someone uh, in, in in the future and hearing the postcard information, we'll probably just going to uh, post also our our social media and an email address. So if you guys got your stories you want to send to us and you want us to read them or, or, or anything like that. Just, just send them to us and, and we'll, you know, we'll respond to you. We, we won't just read it and, and throw it away. We'll respond oh, to you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we like to. Anyways, so you got any, yeah, go ahead. Uh, we absolutely like, both of us are social butterflies. We like to talk to people. We like to respond to stuff. We like to forget about our own shit and talk about your stuff. Exactly. So, Hey, uh, I think we're, we're running, we're running lo- long on this one, Nate, cause it's our, our, uh, are basically our introduction to the podcast. In the next one, we're going to have actual guests yes. that are going to come and, 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 and be with us. Uh, so if, once again, if you're out there and you're having any kind of problems, uh, I can say this enough. Reach out to someone, talk to your friends. You know, I actually got people that send me message on my social media and ask me for advice. I don't know them from squat, but you know what? If... If one or two words that I can give to someone will actually make them not make the decision, then then I'll take my time and do it. Uh, I do I do questions and answer Wednesdays on my Instagram, and it's funny because sometimes people don't ask a question. They say, "Hey, this is not a question. I just want to let you know that Wednesdays you make my day, and and you have say things that change the way I think or or things like that." And that makes me feel good. That means that I'm actually giving back and I'm, and I'm doing the right thing. Even though that a lot of people think I'm politically incorrect in my post podcast, I mean, in my uh, question and answer Wednesday, which I am, but I'm just saying. So if you want to have better questions yeah. and answers, hey, Nate, you uh, pay attention to mine on Thursdays because, you know, that's the better day to have questions and answers. So oh my. <laughs> why, why, why you got to do that? <laughs> what, what, what you know you know i do wednesdays and then you go like oh let me do a wednesday i'm like come on nate do a thursday it's like don't, don't, don't. You're, you're taking away my audience man yeah exactly what's going on man Jeez. you can't keep up with two questions 
<laughs> People don't have the attention. Anyways, uh, uh, Nate, can Nate, can you tell everybody what your Instagram is so they can find you there? Okay, so my personal Instagram is Jester's Tactical, J E S T E R S Tactical, uh, all one word. And you message me if it goes to my uh, filter, I will dig you out and bring you over there. Unless you're asking me for uh, you know phone cards or something like that, but. If you send me a message, I will get back to you as soon as possible. Honestly, um, this is this is very near and dear to both of our hearts. So again, that's Jester's Tactical. I'm not the guy that sells uh, holsters. I'm, you know, I'm Jester's Tactical, and you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, <laughs> and uh, and the Instagram. Definitely like talking to people. My personal Facebook page is Nate Jester uh, Den Hollander. That's open to the public. You can see all the stuff I've been doing lives. My my life has been pretty open, JP, on my uh, my Facebook. I've talked about all the struggles I've been through. And I'm going to tell you right now, JP, I'm an expert. I'm an expert on life because I'm still alive. And that's what I have to say. Yeah, exactly. You know? So look at it that way, people. So, yeah, there there we go, JP. That's my uh, my my plug. What's yours? Hey, uh, you can find me at JP Cervantes. That that is C E R V A N T E S one eight zero A as an alpha, and that's my Instagram, my Twitter. You know, you can find my Facebook page that way. Uh, and yeah, shoot me a message, and uh, and, and we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. And if you got any messages that you want to send us or any information you want to put out, if you want to uh, for some reason you got some information that can benefit. Uh, people out there and you want to be in the podcast uh yeah send us a message and we'd love to have you what do you think i, I think so too yeah because we've done the recce so let us lead you in i love it i love it when you say it nate can you say it again say <laughs> it again we've done the recce so let us lead you in lead you he's got in. he's got chills right now <laughs> i sound like a, oh i sound like do a you weirdo. Want do, do you want me to do the, the blockbuster one Thank you for joining us on the veteran. Oh yes, go ahead. Thank go you ahead. for joining us on the veterans transitional support reconnaissance. We've done the recce, so let us lead you in. Is that good? You like that one? Did, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and, on, and on that note, hicimos el reconocimiento. Oh, we're bilingual here too. Bonjour, mon ami. <laughs> well, bilingual. <laughs> hey, I, uh, we want to we want to say thanks to the. It, and and uh, even though that Clint forgot, but I'll talk to him again. But anyways, we're going to have him here anyways, because we love him to yes. death. Uh, we want to say thanks to our, our our sponsors, because we, we don't make money off this podcast, but we just cover the, the, the expenses for, you know, the systems that got to be maintained. But uh, we really got to thank our, our uh, main sponsors. Uptown Auto Glass. Go ahead and take it, Nate, with the Uptown Auto Glass uh, commercial Uptown there. Uptown Auto Glass. For all your Uptown Auto Glass needs. <laughs> Thank you to Uptown Auto Glass. Uh, they are out of Columbus, Georgia, so check them out. Uh, knows the Fiance Group, LLC, which is my company. I founded that company, so check it out. And A-Tax Camo. A-Tax Camo. And like... <laughs> Like Tim Burke always says, he's like, they've been standing right here next to me the whole time. You but won't you can see, see the, him. That's how good that camo is. You won't see the difference. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> uh, and, and of course, well, we hopefully we're going to come up with the ATAX camo onesies. And the slogan for that is going to be what? The ATAX onesies. 
she won't see you coming in the dark. <laughs> oh my god, we're so we stupid. stupid. Anyways, we are very stupid. Anyways, hey, yeah, we are. Anyways, the, uh, again, uh, uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, I know it was kind of like, uh, kind of like bringing you in into why we're doing this show and what we're trying to accomplish with it. Uh, so yeah, uh, we can't wait for the next one to have some uh, guests here and have a good time. If you're out there, just remember, don't cash out. We want you around. We want to have a beer or a drink with you at some point or just coffee or tea or whatever you're into. I don't care. Uh, except drugs. I don't do drugs unless it's Kill Cliff CBD drink. <laughs> <laughs> this show in no way is endorsed or sponsored by Kill Cliff yet. No, he's no, he's not yet. But I do love yeah. Kill Cliff. Uh, so, so, anyways, uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Nate, you got anything else? No, that's it, buddy. Just uh, stay tuned for more stuff. Reach out if you need to, and uh, definitely share this post with a former battle buddy or someone that you feel just needs to hear two stupid guys talking about stupid stuff. Don't cash out. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Anyways. We will see you guys later, and uh, yeah, can't wait for the next episode. See you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our partners, sponsors, and supporters. Uptown Auto Glass, Nos Defiance Group, LLC, Atax Camo, Special Forces Foundation, Green Beret Foundation, Warriors on the Fly.